Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a great future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is, is pretty exciting. Uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has, my decision was uh, pretty easy. Obviously, with those high-caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in a hockey city, uh, made my decision really easy. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Plus. This is Malala. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country, and this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by. Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Still eat and make the thing drive out of school and back on ice. That was his life. He was gonna play in the big league. Stopper joining you. 
We got a little bit of reverberation here, fellas. We're going to have to work on that. Maybe bring down your return feed back at the studio, if possible. There we go. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you live from uh, Red Deer, Alberta. We're in Gasoline Alley, where tonight the Edmonton Oilers rookies take on the Calgary Flames. Rookies were at the Holiday Inn, where this afternoon, right as we speak, in fact, just behind me, uh, is a uh, an Oilers luncheon, uh, where Peter Shirelli, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, Bob Nicholson, Kevin Lowe, uh, Red Deer Rebels uh, owner Jeff General Manager and Head Coach, uh, excellent NHLer for the New York Islanders, uh, Brent Sutter, are all uh, speaking. Uh, John Shannon's here. Uh, Jack Michaels, my play-by-play partner here as well. That haunting uh, version of Big League by Tom Cochran as we pay homage tonight to uh, the start of the uh, Humboldt Broncos SJHL uh, season. They had taken on the Nippo and Hawks. That was the team that uh, they were to play uh, in the uh, playoffs uh, when the tragic uh, accident occurred uh, with the Humboldt uh, Broncos and of course uh, an event that touched people all over the world. $20 million raised obviously there is uh, four Edmonton families, Edmonton area families uh, directly affected by that and uh, uh, it's uh, it's hard to listen to at times uh, when you hear that version but it's a, a fantastic one for Tom Cochran. What a show we have for you today on Orders Now. It is brought to you by our title sponsor Digitex. Trusted by 630 Chad. Visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more at digitex.ca. On today's edition of Oilers Now, I'll have some thoughts on last night's uh, blowout victory by the Edmonton Oilers rookies over the combination of Grant McEwen and Nate. Uh, we'll get to uh, NHL Today with Brad Whisker, who's uh, co-producing uh, the show with Brendan Escott right now. Uh, Dustin Kaufman, by the way, is back at the studio engineering, and here down in Red Deer Engineering is Angie Quinnell. But on today's show, uh, we drop the puck on Craig Simpson's appearances from Hockey Night in Canada. Their lead analyst will be joining us every Wednesday all season long, and Craig uh, will join us today at 1235. 105 today. Uh, NHL Network analyst, former general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning, once the number one overall pick. I guess you're always the number one overall pick in the National Hockey League. Brian Lawton coming down the pipe at 105. At 135 today, just as he wraps up his event here, uh, speaking of number one overall picks, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who of course is a former member of the Red Deer Rebels. And then Jack Michaels will slide in uh, at about 145, 148 to set up tonight's encounter between the Edmonton Oilers rookies and the Calgary Flame rookies. Here is how you get hold of us. You can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. They have do the River Cree tomorrow. The Proclaimers tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. They've also got Steve Earl and the Dukes, the 30th anniversary of Copperhead Road, September 23rd. You can text us at 630-630 on our Westlock Ford text line. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. Um, email us at any time at OilersNow at 630Ched.com. We're on Twitter as well, at Oilers Now. My personal Twitter handle, Bob underscore Stoffer. Uh, Brad Whisker is at Producer Brad W. Every Tuesday on Oilers Now, Stoffer Inspector for our friends at Horse Racing Alberta. The 7,000 men and women employed in the Alberta horse racing industry. And Friday's Elliot Friedman courtesy of the River Cree Resort and Casino. All right. Uh, again, we'll have NHL today for you at about 12.20. Last night, uh, the Edmonton Oilers rookies took on a combination of uh, players from Grant McEwen 
and Nate. Uh, Grant McEwen were the two-time reigning ACHC championship. Uh, just so people know, there is no national championship right now for Canadian colleges. There used to be. Uh, it was called the CCAA championships way back when in the... Uh, certainly throughout the 1970s and the 1980s, and it's sort of dissipated over the course of the last, I'd say, 10 to 12 years. Uh, Nate, for a long time, under primarily uh, Perry Pern, was the dominant program in that league. And then in the late 90s, uh, early 2000s, Mount Royal became the preeminent program. They eventually joined uh, what was then the CIAU slash CIS. This is the goal for Grant McEwen. And uh, Grant McEwen didn't start playing hockey until the late 1990s. Very challenging scenario for the players at Grant McEwen and Nate. So I have some empathy uh, for what occurred last night. But that's a that's an almost impossible game for the Oilers to evaluate their players uh, and a difficult game to uh, uh, play if you're uh, the kids from uh, uh, Nate and Grant McEwen. And just, just to provide you some context, uh, the U of A game was around for roughly 25 years. There's been years where Alberta was blown out 11-4 by the Oilers rookies, and there was a four-year run where the Oilers rookies uh, got uh, taken to them pretty good by the U of A when Rob Dom and uh, Eric Thurston were sort of coaching the team circa about 2003 to 2006. The historical context is important because of when the games were being played. At that time, there was not a preeminence of hockey uh, rookie tournaments out there. So often, the Oilers' rookie game against the Alberta Golden Bears would be the first game of uh, the year or the first game for or maybe the only game for the Oilers' rookie players to actually play. So they'd be in camp for a couple days, and then, boom, they'd go play Nate or sorry, go play the U of A, and then they'd end up heading off to the main camp. So there was a huge advantage for the University of Alberta. And I say this as a guy who was the SID at the U of A, and I can tell you for the U of A players, um, this was a big event. And they were at home playing in their barn, but they had usually played an exhibition game or two. And conversely, uh, the Oda rookies at that stage had not, which was part of the reason why there was some domination in around the times of, say, 2003, 2006. I know Craig Simpson and Kelly Buckberger were coaching the team, and I think it was in the fall of 06, and the Bears had won their second straight national championship. And I remember talking to Buckberger on Total Sports that day and saying, you know, be careful of what they do in the power play. Well, uh, the goalies were Devin Dubnik and Jeff Delorier. I mean, these were guys that have turned out to be NHL goaltenders, and Dubnik's one of the top 15 goalies in the NHL and uh, top four or five based on save percentage and goals against. And the Bears were up 6 nothing in that game halfway through the second period. So, you know, they really kind of took it to them. But in the last few years, since 2010, since the Oilers rookies started going to Penticton, and the Oilers rookies went from 2010, uh, 2011, did not go in 2012 because the NHL lockout returned uh, to Penticton in 2013, he started to see a bit of a shift, and that shift occurred because the Oilers rookies had played together over two or three games, and it meant a difference to their game. And the Bears didn't quite, despite having some very good teams under Ian Herbers in uh, 2014, uh, 2013 and 2014, uh, did not dominate those games the way they did in the mid-2000s, partially because of the fact that the Oilers rookies had finally got a chance to play together and the Oilers started stocking the team with a little bit better caliber of players as well. Which brings us to the last couple of years. 
again, as I stated, and I wanted to get this done and over with right away on today's show. The fact that the Bears and the Oilers rookies are no longer playing has nothing to do with anybody that's involved in hockey operations in the organizations. I've worked for both the U of A for eight years and the Oilers Entertainment Group for 10, and uh, both organizations like to see things happen their ways. And that's just how it works. I mean, one of these days I'll get into a long story, which will probably bore you all, about what university life was like. But it wouldn't surprise some of you out there that are listening uh, right now in terms of, of how certain deals are structured. Anyways, bottom line was Nate and Grant McEwen stepped up. Uh, Grant McEwen is right adjacent to uh, the ICE district. And last year, of course, uh, the Nate McEwen team won 2 nothing. Shots were 49-19 for the Oilers rookies in that game, but they ended up winning by a score of 2-0. Well, tonight, last night, the shots were 68-16, and it was an absolute blowout. It was it was a hard game to watch. It was a hard game to evaluate. I've received a lot of texts uh, already on 6:30, 6:30, and a lot of people calling uh, last night after the game. Uh, we'll see where this goes moving forward. There's also some. Uh, you know misconceptions out there. That is a uh, that game last night provides those kids from Grant McEwen, and, and it's a tough game for them to play in, but it gives them a chance to play in the big building. And there's also a financial benefit to the Nate and Grant McEwen programs for being a part of that game. That's where the majority of the money goes uh, from the game. The rest of the money, frankly, goes to operate the building. So take it for what it's worth. That's one perspective. Um, in a perfect world. You know, would there be a game against the University of Alberta? Absolutely. Things aren't perfect. There's lots of factors that go into these things, some of it far above my pay grade. Uh, And again, knowing how the university operates and how they like to see things go their way, and I lived it for a long time, and knowing how, uh, you know, uh, the Oilers Entertainment Group is, sometimes relationships waver a bit and then end up uh, finding a common ground down the road. We'll wait and see on that front. It made it almost impossible last night's game to evaluate the players. And some might say the best case scenario for the Oilers organization, for their developmental players, is just to play other like-minded players in other NHL organizations. And maybe you don't have games against uh, college uh, teams. That could be an option, too, moving forward. I don't know. What I will tell you is when I saw the scores for Grant McEwen, they, Grant McEwen's the reigning two-time ACAC champion. When I saw the scores against the University of Calgary, who have been an average CIS slash U Sports team from this past weekend, they got beat 6-2 and 9 nothing. I thought it was entirely possible that we could have the type of game that we had last night. And I'm certainly not surprised that it ended up the way it did. All right, uh, enough of that. Tonight, uh, the Oilers rookies take on the Calgary Flames rookies. And the Flames rookies got the 7-3 victory Sunday in Calgary. They got great goaltending from Tyler Parsons, uh, Stuart Skinner, uh, had a couple tough ones, gave up four goals on 13 shots. Dylan Wells didn't exactly settle the team down when he went into the third period. The Oilers rookies did an excellent uh, uh, did an excellent job in terms of creating scoring opportunities in that game. We are going to see some changes to the lineup. I will tell you, Evan Bouchard has already played uh, the first two of the rookie games so far. Will not 
uh, be in the lineup in Red Deer tonight. Uh, nor will Tyler Benson, who's been uh, very creative as a forward early in games. Uh, however, uh, Kyler Yamamoto will be back on the line with Ryan McLeod and Joseph Gambardella, I'm told. And so we'll look to that. And Ethan Bear will draw back in. I would assume that Olivier Rodrigue and Stuart Skinner will be the goaltenders in that game. So uh, lots to uh, uh, chew on in that front. I'll bring Jack Michaels in a little bit later on. Craig Simpson coming up. Uh, Brian Lawton coming up on today's edition of Voters Now. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Jack Michaels. We will head off when we return. It'll be NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear, we'll hear from Brad Whisker. Bob Stoffer joining you down in Gasoline Alley in Red Deer, Alberta. This is Oilers Now. This is Milan Lucic from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. 630, 630, Bob Stoffer, Jordan Gasoline Alley in Red Deer, the Holiday Inn. We're right uh, next door to me here, uh, about uh, 18 feet away. The uh, Oilers are hosting an event with uh, some uh, Oilers fans uh, in Red Deer as we get ready for tonight's Oilers rookie encounter against the Flames rookies. Red Deer is a great community. There's no question about it. Uh, it's a... Uh, it's it's a, the type of community that the attitude, I would say, is they get things done down here. That's one thing that I really appreciate. Uh, they have a, uh, a business drive that it needs, it should be admired. And uh, they've accomplished a lot of things in this community over the last several years. So uh, this is one of the hidden gems in this entire country. They did a great job hosting the 2016 Memorial Cup. And uh, so uh, looking forward to being down here for tonight's game. Uh, quick couple texts at 6.30, 6.30 coming in on our Westlock 4 text line. Bob, what did you think of Colton Waltz? I liked him a couple of years ago with the Oilers rookies. And all considered, I thought he looked pretty decent last night. Uh, I would say that Colton Waltz was by far the best defenseman on the McEwen Nate team. Uh, the pedigree would suggest that he was the only one that played in the WHL as a 20-year-old. Uh, Tyler Morrison was the other. Uh, just to do the math for you, six of the 18 skaters last night for the McEwen Nate team were primarily WHL players uh, during their junior career. The other 12 were AJHL players or, or you know junior A players. And if the Oilers rookies were playing the U of A, the U of A would have 18 skaters that played, you know, four years of major junior hockey on their team and played as 20-year-olds uh, in in the Western Hockey League. And that's different. Uh, that, that's a different caliber of team that they would be theoretically playing. But Waltz was their best defenseman. Yes, he was previously at Oilers rookie, uh, certainly at development camps. He's a smart defenseman. He can move the puck. He, he was involved in a couple physical confrontations on the ice. Uh, the other guy, that uh, Thomas Foster, for me, amongst the forwards, uh, I thought was the best of the forwards. And certainly the pedigree would suggest that be the case. Former teammate of Tyler Benson. So there's a couple guys... Uh, on the McEwen Nate team that I thought, you know, battle hard, made some plays out on the ice. Tough to judge. I mean, Caleb Jones had two goals, two assists. It, it was a, for me, it's a tough game to judge a lot of the Oilers rookies. Uh, this text comes in saying, Bob, do you think we're going to have the same issue in the Oilers' final preseason game in Germany? Oilers playing lower competition, unable to evaluate properly. Fair question. And my response to that would be, the team's going to be picked by the time we fly to Germany. Let's establish that right now. So I don't know how much evaluation is going to be taking place at that stage. Mitch in the grader from Camero says, Bob, I'd rather the game be a blow like last night than the other rookies playing the U of A and having to worry about older players concussing high-end prospects a la Oscar Kleffbaum many years ago. 
was a one-off with Clefbaum. Uh, it was a reflex hit. And the player that hit him actually s- spent a fair amount of time in the American Hockey League. That's Levko Koper, uh, who won a Memorial Cup in 2008 with Bill Peters and the Spokane Chiefs. So it was kind of an incidental hit. Those games had some bite, and those games were close. Last night's game, was uh, that was a tough one. All right, final score again last night, 9-1. 9-1 final. Uh, and... and the goaltender, Mark Olivier Degg, was outstanding uh, for uh, Graham McEwen's goalie in that game. Very quickly, uh, let's go to Brad Whisker. Sorry, Brad, for keeping you waiting back at the studio there. We're going to get to NHL today. It is brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. Well, Bob, a day after the Ottawa Senators owner Eugene Melnick promised major changes to the team's roster, reports now surfacing that the team plans to keep two major pieces. Ottawa Sun reporter Bruce Garriock believes both Mark Stone and Matt Duchesne will be pieces the team plans to build around going forward. Both Stone and Duchesne are scheduled to be unrestricted free agents next summer. Looks like the Dallas Stars and star forward Tyler Segay are getting close to agreeing on a contract extension. Segay is entering the final year of his current deal, which carries a $5.75 million cap hit. The 26-year-old scored a career-high 40 goals last season. The Columbus Blue Jackets have signed head coach John Tortorella to a two-year contract extension. Tortorella's extension comes just a week after the club locked up general manager Yarmo Kekalainen. The St. Louis Blues have agreed to a two-year contract with defenseman Jordan Schmaltz. Schmaltz was the Blues' first-round draft pick back in 2012. The Calgary Flames assigned forward Logan Shaw to a PTO. Shaw split his time last season with Anaheim and Montreal. And in junior hockey news, Bob, you kicked off the show with the song Big League. That's in respect and in honor of the Humboldt Broncos who play their first regular season game tonight since that devastating crash back in April. Humboldt is hosting the Nipawin Hawks. That's the same team Humboldt was on the way to visit when the accident happened back on April 6th. Bob? Yeah, uh, TSN will be broadcasting that game tonight. Uh, you know, the whole situation has touched everybody's hearts and everybody sort of reacts to these sort of uh, scenarios differently, and some of you have a lot closer personal connection to some of the families uh, that are involved out there than I do. And it, I mean, I just the whole thing just—it's hard. It's all there is to it. It's hard. Um, you can text us at six thirty, six thirty. Another text coming in just on the Nate McEwen thing, Bob. Uh, just to add to your comments about last night's game as well uh, with the Oida rookie against the U of A games in the past. Oida rookies in the U of, a, U of A obviously had time to practice and play together before they played each other in the annual game. Uh, Nate McEwen had less than one hour together, and for the record, the shot clock dude had a happy trigger for the Oilers, in my opinion. All right, let's just establish here. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, the U of A had an advantage for a number of years when they were playing that game against the Oilers rookies because it was the Oilers rookies that were the thrown together team. Now that, uh, you know, over the last six or seven years when that game took place against the U of A, the Oilers rookies were off to Penticton. But I can tell you that the U of A usually had a couple preseason tilts in before they played that game as well. So absolutely an advantage to a U of A team which has better players and was uh, had all of the same systems in place taking on uh, the other rookies as opposed to a Nate McEwen team who had two different jerseys. I mean, there's a lot of scenarios that made it challenging for the kids, uh, you know, for both teams, frankly. So empathy uh, uh, for sure. But again, a windfall financially for both Nate and Grant McEwen's hockey programs uh, as a result of the people that were in the building last night. 1229 in Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back... 
we will hear from Craig Simpson, who actually coached in one of these games. And as I recall, I don't think I went too well for him. Uh, this is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.